Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 2.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, we'll still hear from Cam Moon as well as Reed Wilkins. Uh, but I'm going to tell you that this is special NHL free agency edition of Oilers Now. We'll extend today until 3 o'clock. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are joined by Warren Fogel. Warren, it's Bob. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, how, how about you? Uh, pretty good. I reached out to Chris Knobloch, who uh, I broadcast his games about uh, 23 years ago or so. Wasn't a bad player himself. Uh, he finished uh, up his junior career when you finished up your junior career during the 2017 Memorial Cup. Um, and he's uh, pretty effusive in his praise for you. But just first, before we get to that connection, just a thought on the trade today. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm stoked. Uh, it's been a crazy day, but uh, I'm uh, super excited to be Edmonton Oiler and, and get things going. Did you have, uh, I mean, just during that commercial break, you know you're in a hockey town when there's a Wayne Gretzky drive. And, uh, you know, I've been to, Car- I remember when uh, Carolina, unfortunately, beat the Oilers in game seven, and we had an animated 7-up uh, or 17 uh, with some locals at the bar after, and they were talking about the three NCAA basketball teams there, Duke, NC State, North Carolina, and Dean Smith drive. And here at Edmonton, it's Wayne Gretzky drive. There will be a little bit more intensity in the market, Warren, but there also might be a different opportunity for you. Yeah, do you think that might be the case? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. Uh, um, You know, it looks like uh, there's a lot of good pieces on this team. And, you know, I hope I can come in there and and contribute um, any way I can. Um, You know, obviously it's a high market, but I'm super excited to to get down to the city. And, uh, you know, welcome to my new home. Now, you you are an Ontario kid. Do you skate with Connor McDavid uh, in the offseason? Yeah, I, I do. Um, just funny enough, um, there, there's there's now five of us, including me, that uh, all work out together, and that's uh, Connor, Darnell, um, Hyman, and uh, Devin Shore. So, pretty crazy day at the gym today uh, when uh, when the news came out. And um, like I said before, I'm super excited for this opportunity and uh, to get things going. Now, uh, I know you have a very good analytics. And Carolina is a uh, heavy analytics-based uh, organization as well, which is why they would have time for Ethan Barry. you got to give to get. Did you have any idea that something might be coming with the Oilers or potentially that you might get moved? Uh, no, no, not really. I guess, uh, you know, at this time of the year, th- things are pretty crazy. So you never know what to expect, uh, especially on this day with uh, free agency and stuff. So, um wasn't wasn't expecting anything. I was actually on the ice when when the trade happened, and one of the guys when I got off the ice mentioned it to me. Uh, so it was pretty pretty hectic day, but uh, but yeah, super excited. How does McDavid look out there, by the way? <laughs> he looks very good. They all look pretty good. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one day. Uh... 
if we're allowed to travel again, uh, one day I'll share a conversation about a scouting report. I went into Erie during the 14-15 season, and uh, there was another general manager who's no longer a GM in this league. Uh, and the owners, of course, were about 28th at the time, and Erie was, uh, you know, Connor was a consensus pick. Dylan Strom, who you played with, uh, was the third, you know, third overall pick, and the orders were right there. And he, I, I went in, and we just we had a comical exchange. I'll tell you about it at a later time because I can't tell it over the air. Uh, all right, speaking of Erie, can you, you you got moved from Kingston to Erie? Uh, you, you helped that team get to the Memorial Cup. You scored a huge, if I recall correctly, it was you that got the overtime winner against the London Knights. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. What was it like playing for Chris Knobloch? Oh, I, I loved uh, loved playing for uh, Coach Knobloch. Um, You know, like you said, we had a lot of talented players on that team, and um, you know, we, we needed a couple new different players to you know help get over that hump. And um, you know, it was exciting playing there. A lot of great people, and obviously, Coach Knobloch's a phenomenal coach. Just the way he thinks the game, and you know, he really helped me develop. Um, you know, this. Can't, like just just the way he coaches and his mindset on different areas of the game, I think uh, really really opened uh, my mind to the game and ways to get better. And um, I have nothing but good things to say about Coach Nalbach. A very smart man and, and a very good communicator and, and a great coach. Warren, he uh, he had me tweet this out. He says uh, Warren's great at protecting the puck below the goal line and in the offensive zone, and takes it to the net. And he doesn't cheat. There's no cheat in his game. Is that part of the reason why you draw so many penalties? Like I could make an argument, and as an Oilers, you know, color analyst, some people accuse me of having the uh, the the goggles on only for the Oilers on McDavid. But I don't think he gets enough calls. But a couple of years ago, you actually had more drawn penalty calls than Connor McDavid. Um, is it because you take the puck to the paint? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think I always try to move my feet, and um, if you're going to bring me down, it's probably going to be a trip or a hold. And, um, you know, I just try to play the game hard and responsible, and, you know, I like taking pucks to the net because if, if I don't score myself, it creates another scoring chance for, for my line mate. And, um, you know, any way you can draw a penalty is huge, you know, especially with this team with how lethal their uh, their power play is. So, you know, I'm going to continue to work the, the way I do and just work very hard and, and try to be a, reliable at both ends of the ice and, you know, try to contribute as well on the offensive side. Do you think you can move up and down? And I mean, we know you're going to play in the top nine, but the Oilers do have Ryan Nugent Hopkins who theoretically, they've got McDavid, they've got Dreisaitl, they could slide R&H into the center position as well. Uh, do you have any uh, qualms about potentially moving into maybe seeing some more top six minutes here? Yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm excited to, to go wherever uh, the team wants me to go and whatever helps us get wins. You know, at the end of the day, um, the goal is to win and I'm a super competitive guy and you know, nothing's better than winning. So whether that's on, in the top six or top nine or, or wherever throughout the lineup, um, I'm just excited to, to get there, have a new opportunity, and, you know, play with some, uh, some really good players. Warren, we appreciate your time. Look forward to touching base with you when we uh, get to training camp. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. That's Warren Fogle of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. The Ontario guys are killing it today. They are. Like uh, Cam Moon's here. He's going to have Reed Wilkins on in about three minutes' time. But another very humble guy. Uh, I think he's got a higher offensive ceiling than he's had a chance to show so far. 
Um, he creates a lot of opportunities. Let's put it this way. The Oilers, for the, the so-called math geeks out there, Edmonton's 5v5 play is going to improve further down the lineup beyond McDavid. It's, it's inevitable with the additions of Hyman and Fogel. I very much respect the uh, the coaching of Chris Knobloch and certainly his opinion. And if he's got high praise for this player, then I believe him because I, I just know how good a coach uh, Chris Knobloch was when he was in the Western Hockey League before he went to Erie. Uh, so if he says this is a guy that, uh, you know, strong down low and doesn't cheat the game, then I absolutely believe him. It's 2.42 in Edmonton. Again, uh, you're listening to ongoing special Free agent frenzy coverage here on 6.30 Chad. We're going to go up till the 3 o'clock break. Cam Moon's going to uh, take care of things with uh, Reed Wilkins for about five minutes. I'm going to step out. You're listening to orders now. All right, Cam Moon here. we got Bob Stoffer. He's wandering around the studio. He's making things happen. It's the free agent frenzy day, and wow, this has been a lot of fun. And taking a look at what the Oilers have done before we bring in Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports and from hosting the Oilers broadcast. So here's the update of what the Edmonton Oilers have done so far today. The re-signing of Tyson Berry, three years at 4.5. Zach Hyman coming to the team from Toronto, seven years at five and a half. Cody Cece coming to the Oilers from Pittsburgh, four years at 3.25. A trade earlier today. It was Ethan Bear to Carolina for Warren Fogle coming back the other way. We've been able to talk with all of the people involved. We just just talked with Warren Fogle and uh, before that had Zach Hyman and Cody Cece and Tyson Berry all on the air for you right here on 630 Chet, which is absolutely wonderful. And it's also wonderful when you can bring on somebody as, as talented and as fine a person as Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Uh, Reed, how's it been going back there? Well, I thought you were introducing David Hasselhoff. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you figure so far? What do you What do you think? What do you think? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I think you and Bob have sounded great, and I've been listening to the coverage except for uh, hopping on the Zoom calls with some of the new guys. You know, I, it was really interesting listening to Zach Hyman um, on on the Zoom call, and then I heard the tail end of him on with Bob. And he was really intent on becoming an Edmonton Oiler, which I, I found really interesting. I asked him on the Zoom call about the trip he made to Edmonton last week, and I said, can you kind of expand on that? We heard that it was on your own dime, and, you know, it wasn't a, an official team invited visit even though he did come to rogers place and see the facilities and he said that yeah it was uh him and his wife and they wanted to see the city and he said his wife had never been here and obviously when he was here for the leafs games this past season it was you know in the bubble and you don't really leave the hotel even though he'd he'd seen the city at other points in his career and they wanted to, to look around and see some neighborhoods that they could possibly live in. And they have, a, they have a baby that's under a year old. And okay, as he's here longer term, where's the kid going to go to preschool and school and all that kind of stuff. And I, I found that really interesting that it just seemed, well, he pretty much said it, that once he knew he was done with the Maple Leafs, that Edmonton was his first choice. And it sounds like there was some 
it's I got the impression very casual discussions with other teams. So, you know, I, I found that really interesting. And and I heard you know Bob, uh, I think he played the clip from Spec from yesterday, and it is true. Um, there are some NHL players who would not live in Edmonton for millions of dollars, literally, because that's what the contracts are worth. Um, but for Hyman, that wasn't the case. And even though he grew up in Toronto and was playing for the Leafs, he really wanted to be an oiler. So why is that? Well, I think some of the relationships there play a part of it. And, uh, and you know, Fogel was just talking about all those guys training together like McDavid and Nurse. So a, a relationship there between Hyman and, and McDavid and now that's going to be an on ice relationship as well because I would certainly think Hyman's going to start the season on a wing with with Connor McDavid and uh, he he feels a, a huge need for the Oilers because you know the last three or four years it's kind of been the you know the talk cam it's been the big three it's been McDavid, Drysaitel, and Nugent Hopkins maybe Nugent didn't have you know again a great year five on five this past year but he's still a pretty good player. And who's complimenting those guys? Well, Pugliarvi came on, and now Hyman, and we know what he's done. That's, I mean, that's always the risk, right? Are, are you signing or trading for a player, and are you asking him to do more than he's ever done before? Well, with Zach Hyman, he's not being asked to do more than he's ever done before. If he does, great, but he's being brought in and saying, be the guy you've been. Go get the puck, take the puck to the net, make plays, work with the high-end skill guys like you did with Marner and Matthews, get your share of points as well, probably be on the power play and go from there. So he fills a need for the Oilers. And like I said, he really wants to be here, not just as a hockey player, but it seems like he thinks this is a good place to live as well. And Fogel, uh, he, he said in his Zoom availability that he, he said there were some honest conversations with Carolina at the end of the year. And I think it was Frank Cervelli that you guys had on that said maybe you know, he wasn't totally happy with his role with Carolina. Could he do more? Well, again, he'll get the opportunity to do more here in Edmonton, but even if he does what he's done the last couple of years, play with speed, take the puck to the net, get a decent, uh, you know, if he can hit double-digit goals and draw some penalties, that's what the Oilers need, and they specifically need it on the third line. So those are good. Um, so what's the other side of the coin? Well, they're still looking for a third-line center, and I know it's only been free agency for four hours and 50 minutes, and it goes on till the season starts. Right. So, yeah. so we'll see We'll see what else could happen there. I do think that's still a pretty vital need for Edmonton, and uh, clearly some guys are being plucked off, but, but we'll see what happens. And on defense, I just, I, I just don't know, Cam. I, I don't know if they are better as a defense core. Larson leaving was tough. Larson did something very specific, but when he was on his game, he did it very well. And I think we saw him do that uh, for a lot of this past season, and we certainly saw him do it way back in his first year with the Oilers. And then unfortunately, as we know, some injuries and a personal tragedy derailed him at times along the way. But when Adam Larson was on his game, he was a pretty reliable, rugged, sometimes nasty defender. I, it doesn't seem like that's who Cody Cece is. He has a different set of skills that, that I think can help, but I still wonder 
you know, or the Oilers a little short on the back end in the ruggedness department. Now, Duncan Keith is is going to bring that. That's not a concern about Duncan Keith. Um, you know, the concerns about Duncan Keith's game are, are probably just his mobility and speed. And, uh, you know, you talk to anybody who saw him in Chicago, he's not the Norris Trophy winner of, you know, the years he won it and they won Stanley Cups. He's, he's still a, a good player, but he can definitely play nasty and bring that. Nurse does that. So, you know, who is who is CC? Is he going to be trusted to be out protecting leads in the last minute? Is he going to be trusted in a game uh, where you're up 4-1 with eight minutes left and the other ter- team scores on the power play? Can he be trusted to go out there and calm things down? And everybody knows what game I'm referring to from this past May. So I, I think still some question marks for me on defense, uh, and I know there could be some still uh, additions or tweaks there along the way but that's that's kind of my initial look at things I, I like the forward additions they they uh they answer some question marks for the Oilers um still a couple still one big question mark with the forward core and I think the defense it's just a different mix it's it's different numbers plugged into the formula and I and I'm not quite sure what the answer is going to be to that yet and of course you know we all we all know about the goaltending you'd love to upgrade Koskinen um, if it's possible and again we're five hours into free agency maybe that can still happen but it that remains a question mark right now that's kind of how I sum up uh, everything with the team to this point count absolutely fair Reed Wilkins joining us here Reed Wilkins from inside sports when you talk about the goaltending though yeah of, of what you know, what's out there there's there's Linus Olmark from Buffalo and and not much else as far as free agents go and I don't, I don't know if that is that a is that an upgrade I I don't know that it is I don't think it is so I mean if we'll see yeah. what happens oh um, and Mike Hoffman Montreal just signed him uh, three years 4.5 so that just recently came down too uh, has there been any in there Reed that have uh, have that is maybe outside of what the Edmonton Oilers have done? Is there something else in there where you go, wow, like that's that's a significant signing or, or something that caught your eye? Oh, Grubauer. Definitely Grubauer. Like that's that's a, that's a really good goalie going to an expansion team. And I, I like... I don't. Who knows, guys? Maybe I, I can't. Maybe some more of the story is, has, has come out lately or it will come out. I mean, I wonder, did Seattle know this could happen and maybe that's why they didn't grab Carey Price and I know there were other issues with uh with Price but that to me that's that's a big one. like Colorado's been the, one of the teams on the brink right I mean uh, a lot of people picked them to win the cup this this past season and then uh and then you lose Grubauer so that that one sticks out to me I, I guess uh, you know Edler after a long tenure with uh with the Canucks no longer there um you know, point getting the big deal. From, not that that's a, that's a surprise, but the fact that they nailed that down. And I guess another storyline we had a little bit here, and Bob and I talked about it last night, and the three of us were talking about it earlier today. That uh, Ryan Getzlaff, it's uh, looks like it's formal now with the Anaheim Ducks. He got a lot of money, Reed. He got a lot of money, like four yeah, I, I million was, bucks. I was a little surprised. Yeah, I there. was. I was surprised. I mean, I guess that's that's a bit of a is that a thank you deal? I mean, what did he have last year, Bob? Was it seventeen points? I mean, I wouldn't have gone above three and a half. Like, I was thinking he gets two base and a million bonus as a 36-year-old from another NHL team. They owe him that. He's been that good. So, hey, Reed, what do you got coming up tonight? Well, a whole bunch of free agency stuff, Bob. I think Ken Holland's going to speak in about 30 to 60 minutes. So I'll have some of those clips, uh, some of the highlights from 
other interviews that were done today. Of course, we'll have plenty of open timeline. I know fans have a, have a lot to say, and we'll uh, have a few hours to formulate their opinions by the time they're on with me. And we'll do another uh, Elks all-time All-Stars, a couple more positions tonight. Heck Pothier is going to be on the show. Oh, there you yeah. go. All I can tell you is Heck Pothier is a great teammate. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. One day we'll have a conversation on that front. <laughs> okay. Hey, Reed, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, you guys sounded great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for lying. Yeah. Uh, we will tell you, uh, we will endeavor to have somebody from the Oilers management or coaching staff on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Kevin Weeks will join us as well for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in solar, electrical installation, and service electrical prefabrication and solar. Cam Moon. You were awesome. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. This has been fun. I'd also like to thank our guests, which included Warren Fogle, Zach Hyman, Cody Cece, Tyson Berry, John Shannon, Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Gord Wilson, Alan May, David Staples, Frank Cervelli. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Followed by 6.30 Chad's Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Back at you tomorrow. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.